Blog Talk Radio. Glam more, fear less. Diva Talk Radio. You know the box, feet, start clapping. Got a real good feeling, something bad about to happen. I'm ready to welcome you to Diabetes Out. Oh, I'm sorry, to Mr. Diabetic Show because something bad just happened and something good's about to happen too because I'm so happy you're tuning in tonight. I'm your host, Mr. Diabetic, and you just heard a song by our August Diva Inspiration country superstar, Miranda Lambert. All month long, we've been spotlighting Miranda's songs from her latest album titled Platinum, courtesy of Sony Music. Our goal is to encourage you to live the platinum life. Now, Miranda Lambert says she sees a platinum kind of lifestyle and attitude catching on. She believes when you're in the music industry, you hear the word platinum and you think of platinum albums and a huge amount of sales. But actually, platinum can also be a hair color, the name of your favorite beer, as well as the color of an Airstream. It's a fun yet glamorous vibe. I say... Why not let Miranda Lambert inspire you to go platinum and glamorize your diabetes health? You could start by taking advantage of some of the fabulous resources we're going to hear about tonight. We're going to meet some, what I like to call, diabetes game changers. People I think you should know about, including Aaron Horowitz, the co-founder and CEO of Jerry the Bear, Scott Johnson, he's a rock star from My Sugar, Ishai Noble, the CEO from Help Around Mobile Apps, and Tyora Moody. She's the author of the Eugenia Patterson Mystery Series. Listen, Eugenia's a great character because she's a big divabetic, and she's a detective. I can't wait to hear more about her. This year, I'm going to be presenting a new stage show called Diabetes Time Machine at the ADA Expo in Pittsburgh. And part of it is going to be talking about the history of diabetes as well as showcasing some of the new things coming out. Now, from the origins of its discovery to the dramatic breakthrough of its treatments, I'm working with a team of great local educators to present a dazzling retelling of the history of diabetes, which I hope will educate, enlighten, and entertain you, as well as highlight where we're going, how are things changing. Hey, did you know that the Greek physician Hippocrates, the father of medicine, mentioned the signs and symptoms of diabetes in his early writings, including excessive urinary flow with wasting away of the body? I found that slight interesting, but whether or not you're a history buff or you're just watching the Emmys like I was last night, the discoveries and innovators of uh, diabetes date back all the way to Egypt And they have a major hand in shaping the way you manage your diabetes on a day-to-day basis. My good friend uh, Ginger Vieira from Diabetes Daily seems to agree with me because she recently wrote about several reasons it's good to be alive with any type of diabetes in 2014. Here are some of my highlights about why I think we should be grateful for all those discoveries and innovators from uh, the past, including you don't have to boil and sharpen syringes and lancets anymore. The first insulin syringe was made back in 1924, but it's nothing like the syringes and pen needles available today. The needles were enormous, and in order to sterilize them, you had to boil them for 20 minutes. All right, so things are a lot better, are they not? Listen, here's another one. You don't have to be placed on a starvation diet. Did you know in 1915, long before insulin was discovered, Dr. Frederick Allen determined, according 
to research that limiting people with diabetes to approximately 800 calories per day, I think that's a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, if I'm not mistaken, could help them live an extra year or two. Yeah, I said a year or two. The average life expectancy for a 10-year-old child was reported to be one year, give or take a few months after diagnosis with diabetes. Number three, you don't have to urinate on paper or in a test tube to get that quasi-idea of your blood sugar. As much as you might resent pricking your finger and testing your blood sugars all through the day, guess what? Back in 1972, right, the year of Mark Spitz, I think, maybe uh, some of our favorite celebrities from the 70s, you would have to put a pill in a test tube along with 10 drops of urine. If it was blue, you were negative or you had what was considered no sugar. You know, uh, that's what they used to talk about in the 70s. If it was green, it would be anywhere from 100 to 280. And if it was orange, it was considered high and you could be anywhere from 300 to 1200. Really? Can you believe this? 1972? That wasn't that long ago, people. Finally, I think if you've heard all this, you know that right now you have an incredible opportunity not only to survive but to thrive. A diabetes diagnosis before 1923 was pretty much in a death sentence with just a few months, like I said earlier, to live. Insulin was actually discovered in 1921 by Frederick Banning, but it wasn't readily available until 1923. Today, not only do we have multiple choices of short and rapid-acting insulins and long-acting insulins and animal-source insulins and human-source insulins, but we also have plenty of options as far as devices. Who knew your mobile phone would be one of those? We're going to be talking about that today. Plus, there are plenty of new options, some of which you're going to hear about tonight, to keep you happy and healthy. I hope you agree with me that life is only getting better. Now, before we start the show, I'd like to encourage you to show your support for our dazzling brand of diabetes outreach by donating today at divabetic.org. Your tax-deductible contributions are greatly appreciated. Sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh a little, learn a lot, because I have a sneak peek of what's coming up later next month in a second. Music. It's time to meet my co-host for the evening. She's a poet, TV host, and a jewelry designer. Please welcome to the show, Lorraine Brooks. Hi, Max. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for being a part of the show tonight, Lorraine. I'm so excited Thank to talk about me, these Max. diabetes love... innovators. Actually, um, I'm very excited to be here for more than one reason. I'm always excited to do a show with you. But also, I'm excited to meet and talk to Scott from My Sugar. Because I think I told you once before, My Sugar is an app that I use regularly, and uh, it's really been very helpful to me. And I actually have a question for Scott. Oh. So um, I don't know if you'll be able to get into that, but uh, I'm very excited to hear what he has to say and, and to hear what all of your guests have to say. Well, tell me what your question is. So we, if we, he'll hear it now, and then we'll come back to him in a little while, and we'll get the answer. Well, maybe everyone might not understand this question, but I, I wear a pump. And um, on the app My Sugar, it uh, you can enter the amount of short-acting insulin that you're taking, and also the amount of long-acting insulin that you're taking. So I guess if you're taking Lantus and regular, that works really well. But for me, it's more like a basal dose and a and a and a bolus dose. So I'm wondering how I can enter that and still be accurate. So if he could kind of address that, that would be a wonderful thing for me. All right, I'm sure we'll get an answer. Maybe we'll bring you back when we're talking to Scott to see if he has an answer for you and if you have any follow-up questions. Thank you. Now, That's meantime, one thing I love about you, I have oh, to Max. tell you, you are quite an innovator to me, Lorraine. I never get to talk about this, but I think what you do as far as writing poems for all types, on all types of topics related to diabetes is not only innovative, it's amazing, and it's been a pleasure to work with you over the past year in trying to empower people. Thank you, Max, and I feel exactly the same way. Um, I enjoy everything that we do together. I'm, ha I'm happy to help other people and uh, talk about it and create a dialogue. I always say that, um, you know, you're, you're only as sick as your secrets, and uh, we have to talk about things. We have to talk about how we feel and what we're going through, and uh, I know it's been very helpful to me, so I'm hoping that what we're doing is helpful to other people, too. I know it is. 
Well, you know, it, it is really innovative when you think that it was considered a death sentence not only not even a hundred years ago. So the idea that you know people such as yourself are sitting down and kind of journaling their thoughts and helping others, and people are talking about it openly. I mean, I just have to believe that so much has changed. And thanks to social media, we're able to really reach so many more people than we were even able to do 20 years ago. So it's an incredible opportunity right now for people with diabetes to not only thrive, but also to find the support and encouragement they want online and to really, I feel, feel empowered. I think that's really what you do on the show, and I appreciate that. Thank you. You know, my my grandmother was uh, diabetic um, many years ago when I was a kid, so like 60 years ago or more, and she used to have to boil her syringes, and um, uh, she had had a stroke, and so my father had to administer her insulin because she wasn't able to do it herself. So I have a very clear memory of boiling needles and seeing glass uh, syringes in the refrigerator, and I remember the size of those needles, and they were just unbelievable. They were like harpoons, you know? And so we we've really come a long way. I'm glad that um, that I'm alive and uh, in this era, and um, I'm I'm very thankful for all the innovations that that we're able to use today. Great. All right. Well, now we're ready to hear one of your innovative poems for tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Well, um, you know, I, I struggle with my weight, and I'm sure a lot of other people do too. And um, uh, I have a lot of feelings about it, and some of them are positive and some of them are not. But my poem tonight is, um, is about respect and um, how it's important for us to respect each other no matter what we look like or feel like. Look at me. Look at the pain in my eyes. All that you see is my overweight size. Inside is a person who needs to be heard, who needs to let go of the hurt I've incurred. I'm not uninformed, and I'm not unaware. I am not lazy, and yes, I do care. I haven't abandoned my health or my needs. I've just redefined what it means to succeed. I am not here to live up to your charts or conform to your standards for my body parts. It's not called depression. It doesn't need meds. I won't go to blazes, and I won't drop dead. I don't have the answer to all of life's queries. I don't want to hear about all of your theories. Just treat me with value as part of the clan and do not compare me to those smaller than. Look at me, look at the smile I reflect, and treat me with love and a little respect. Bravo, Lorraine. I love Thank it. you, Max. I love it. I love talking about respect. I love that Miranda Lambert encouraged us this month to talk about self-worth. If you miss that, podcast we did earlier this month in August, we were talking about self-worth and diabetes, and we even got into a discussion, a very powerful one about suicide, which I think uh, is worth a listen. So many people we know today are having issues around mental health, certainly uh, self-esteem, depression go hand in hand in certain instances, and I I love that you take a minute to really acknowledge what people might be thinking and help us uh, support them. Well, uh, thank you, Max, and I appreciate all the work that you do, and uh, uh, I I think it is important to talk about everything, including how we feel, even when it's uh, something that maybe other people don't want to hear. I mean, I think uh, Robin Williams is a perfect example of that, unfortunately, Um, but uh, thank you for giving me a voice. It's very important. Well, you know, on September 9th, you're really going to have a voice because I want you to tell everyone what our innovative (laughs) new project is going to be on September 9th before you go. We are going to do uh, Diabetes Late Night Mystery Theater. I want everyone to tune in. It's going to be a lot of fun and also very educational and entertaining. Um, We have a great storyline. I'm I'm not going to give any of it away, but it's going to be a really fantastic show. I'm going to be uh, the narrator, and I'm going to throw in a few extra things, and I'm sure other people will as well. And so I encourage everybody to listen uh, September 9th and uh, to Diabetes Late Night Mystery Theater. It's going to be a lot of fun, so make sure you tune in. Well, thanks, Lorraine. Hang around because I'll have you bring you in when we're talking to Scott. Thank you, Max.
welcome back. You're listening to the Mr. Divabetic Show. I'm your host, Mr. Divabetic, and tonight we're talking about all these great diabetes innovators and game changers. One of my favorite is Aaron Horowitz. He has created this incredible toy, educational toy, empowerment toy called Jerry the Bear. Jerry the Bear is the best friend of children newly diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. He helps kids master their medical procedures from counting carbs to monitoring their blood sugars all through play. Let's welcome Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Hi, how you doing? Thank you so much for uh, I had a wave to our studio audience. They get a little restless <laughs> if I don't talk to them. I'm doing great. I'm, you know, I had the opportunity to meet you at a Taking Control of Your Diabetes event, um, I think last year. Were we in Tucson? No. I think we were in Worcester. Okay. Oh, all right. We were in Worcester. Or as they say from where I'm from, Worcester. Yeah, and you were there with the whole team showing everyone the Jerry the Bear. Yeah, absolutely. We're a, we're a team of actually uh, four folks now. We, we grew by one. All right, so let's tell everyone a little bit about this, because Jerry the Bear, you kind of have to see it. I know we're on the radio, but he's a cuddly, friendly teddy bear, just like you would expect. But Jerry's got a little bit more going on than your average teddy bear. Yeah, so the the whole goal about Jerry is to he's targeted for kids ages three to seven, and initially just to to start to understand and comprehend kind of what it means to be diagnosed with type one diabetes. And so he's got uh, sensors throughout his body, so he's got a button in each one of his fingers in his hands. He's got the sensor in his mouth so that you can feed him uh, replica foods. He's got uh, sensors in his arms, legs, and butt so that you can actually give him insulin injections. And he's got a color screen in his belly. And uh, kind of the whole game for kids is to take care of Jerry. And by taking care of him correctly, they unlock a series of 21 animated storybooks that walk them through everything from understanding the correlation between sugar and insulin all the way up through carb counting and hypoglycemic symptom recognition. So really the whole goal is to transform a lot of these incredibly scary things into things that are fun, things that are playful, and uh, make it exciting to learn about them and, and exciting to take control of your diabetes. I love it. Okay, let's just break it down a little bit so people really understand. So you've got your teddy bear, Jerry the Bear, and you have these 10 food cards, right? And I swipe Mm -hmm. a food card over Jerry's mouth? Exactly, yeah. So every food card will will represent a different uh, different food and different food groups. So, for example, a juice box is 15 carbs. Um, In Jerry's world, it's represented as three dots of food. So we have the circles. And for every dot of food that you feed Jerry, he needs one dot of insulin. So then after the child swipes it over his mouth, then they could go to his hand and test his blood sugars? Exactly, yeah. So then they can, uh, they can feed him the food. They can uh, squeeze one of his fingers to test his glucose level. And then uh, if they're good, they can uh, give Jerry, you know, the corresponding amount of, of insulin for the food that they just fed him. Amazing. Now, when you started this, you started in 2009, and the whole idea was that you guys came up with was like, how can you improve the lives of kids with type 1 diabetes? So that is really why you created the toy? Like, what led you to think of making it into a toy? So it was actually really neat. So both myself and and Hannah, who I work with, we both have a personal attachment uh, to type 1. So for me, when I was a kid, I had human growth hormone deficiency. And so I had kind of that experience of daily injections for uh, for a period of years in my childhood and became really passionate about helping kids with type 1 diabetes. And uh, for us, what we did is we went to a bunch of families and we, we talked to them. And we saw that a lot of uh, the kids, actually all the kids that we talked to, they would take invariably one of their stuffed animals and they would pretend as if that stuffed animal had diabetes. They would give that stuffed animal you know, insulin injections. They would pretend to prick their fingers or even draw uh, insulin pump on a piece of paper and staple it to their fur. And so the idea for Jerry really came from asking ourselves, okay, well, if this is something that kids are already doing, if they're sort of projecting their emotions onto their stuffed animals, could we bring it to life? And could we do it in a way that was fun and that was educational? And that's kind of how the seed um, initially germinated. I love it. Now, do you see a lot of the brothers and sisters of the kids with diabetes wanting to play with Jerry too? Oh, absolutely, and that's one of the so, – so we just shipped out our first bears last Christmas, and we were able to get uh, them to just over 2% of the children diagnosed last year, which we were really, really excited about. And 
a lot of the feedback that we've been getting is actually about siblings. And we have uh, two specific users that I'm thinking of that are twins. Um, they're both four-year-old twins, and one twin has type 1 and the other doesn't. And it's a great opportunity for them to start learning about how to take care of their sibling and how to identify and recognize what are the symptoms if, if their sibling is feeling sick, if they're a hypoglycemic or hyperglycemic, how to recognize those things and what to tell mom and dad. And so that's a lot of the feedback that we've been hearing back from some of our users. You know, I have an older brother with type 1 diabetes. I would have loved Jerry the Bear. I would have loved it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now I would have loved that. You have an amazing goal with Jerry the Bear that your team has put out there. You are trying to get a Jerry the Bear into the hands of every child living with type 1 diabetes. Absolutely. So that's, now how can people, um, if people want to donate and be part of this, because it is an amazing cause, and they could see, we should tell everyone the website, they could learn more about Jerry the Bear and tell them how they could donate to help get, get a toy, a Jerry the Bear, into every, in the ch- hands of every child living with type 1 diabetes. Absolutely. So going to jerrythebear.com, it's just J-E-R-R-Y and then the bear, uh, that will teach you all about kind of, what Jerry offers, and we have a ton of videos of parents and families using Jerry and sharing their experience. And uh, just as the Mr. Divavetic said, we're actually running a crowdfunding campaign right now on Indiegogo to uh, the goal, which is really, really broad and we're really excited about, is to donate a bear to every single child diagnosed next year. And so you can go onto our website. It'll direct you there. Check it out, and please consider making a contribution. It'll put a smile on the face of, of a kid and make him really happy. I think so too. And how many? So just tell us again. How many kids have had them now? How many? How many children have are living with the Jerry the Bear in their home? So we have uh, just over 350 kiddos who have Jerry's. All right. And how are educators and doctors responding? We should mention that. Yeah. So uh, they see it as a really great tool to kind of uh, bring home and, and reinforce a lot of the patient education that happens inside of the hospital and inside of the clinic to bring that into the home and, and to do it in a way that's not scary. So they're really excited because they don't really have too many ways of, of explaining some of the really complex and, and bad side effects of diabetes in a way that kids can understand. And so instead of using scare tactics, Jerry uses play and he uses fun. And that's something that, that really strikes a chord with them and that, uh, that they're very excited about recommending to their patients and um, even seeing the improvements that their patients have in things like learning card counting skills. I think what you're doing is awesome. I loved it when I first saw it. I'm just so grateful I had the opportunity to tell my audience about it. So thanks for being a part of the show tonight, Aaron. Tell everyone again one more time, where can they find out more about Jerry the Bear? Oh, absolutely. Go to jerrythebear.com. It's J-E-R-R-Y, thebear.com. And you can learn all about Jerry and and learn about our crowdfunding campaign to get a bear to every single child diagnosed in the upcoming year. And I'll post more info on our DivaBetic blog. Thanks, Aaron. Have a good night. Thank you so much. You too. Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Mr. Diva Bedick Show. I'm your host, Mr. Diva Bedick, and tonight I'm talking to some of the most creative minds in the diabetes community, including a true rock star. I think he's a rock star. My next guest is so amazing. I, um, wow, where would diabetes social media be without this man? Scott Johnson is not only an incredible diabetes advocate, he's also the communications, uh, does communications for the app My Sugar, which Lorraine Brooks, you heard, loves, loves, loves. So please welcome to the show Scott Johnson. Hi, Scott. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me on. Real pleasure. Well, thank you for being on. You're, you know, Scott, I follow you on Twitter. I follow you on Facebook. You go everywhere. You're always at another conference, meeting more and more people with diabetes. How long have you been in the whole uh, social media arena around diabetes? Well, it's um, it's a real privilege. I'm blessed to be able to do what I do. Uh, I started blogging and writing about my life with type 1 diabetes very late in 2004, so um, I'm celebrating a decade this year. Do you think you would have loved um, Jerry the Bear when you were growing up? Absolutely. I'm a, a big fan of, uh, of Aaron and, and the team at Jerry the Bear and uh, support those guys with, with everything I can. They're doing great, great work. 
Well, now you're involved in something that's kind of like gaming and fun too. It's a, it's it's some people think it's a toy, and I'm talking about the My Sugar mobile app. So tell everyone about the My Sugar mobile app. Sure. So My Sugar Companion is uh, is it's actually one of uh, a line of of products and services that uh, that we're working on at My Sugar, and uh, it's a diabetes logbook uh, application where you can. Uh, keep help keep track of everything that you are doing with your diabetes, and you know everything that we do with our diabetes. Every piece of information has some context that goes with it. So uh, when you check, check your blood sugar, you you maybe feel a certain way. You're stressed out. You're in a certain location. You have notes. There's there's all these different pieces of information, and uh, what we try and do is make it a little bit easier to. Uh, record some of that context that goes along with that that piece of information. But I think more importantly, we make it easy to make that information work for you again in the future. So, uh, for example, if I'm uh, at a restaurant that I go to often, but not quite often enough where I remember what I did the last few times I was there, uh, it's very, very easy to quickly search that information see what I did the last few times, and see what my blood sugar did after ordering, you know, the dish that I ate. And that, what that allows me to do is make, either make some different decisions or dose my insulin a little bit differently, that type of thing. But I think... Uh, so wait, I want to interrupt you for one second. Okay. So you're saying, sure. like, if we went to Cheesecake Factory or the Olive Garden on a regular basis and... I had recorded my blood sugars while we were out having that, you know, we could share a pasta and order five more or whatever. Then I could go, the next time you invited me out for a pasta carb uh, overload because you're going to run another half marathon, then I could look up Olive Garden on my, my sugar companion and see what what happened the last time? Yeah, and, and you know, I find it most useful when I go to my favorite restaurants, I, I go there often enough that I remember what I what I ate, mm-hmm. I remember what I did. But it's more it's more so when I go to my friend's favorite restaurant or, you know, somewhere that sure. I don't go quite as often enough because I just I don't remember all those those pieces of information. So the the the, the big deal about that is that, you know, when I record that information in a paper logbook, that information is basically dead to me. It's in a paper a pile of paper somewhere versus in my sugar companion, that information becomes usable and valuable to me, and it helps me improve my diabetes uh, management right there on the spot. And I think that's really, really powerful. Absolutely. I mean, um, no question. Lorraine has been talking about this for two months, so I was really excited to have you on the show. So um, you heard Lorraine's question, but I'm going to bring her back in because she is my co-host. And yeah, uh, I, what did you think of her question? Lorraine, will you tell Scott the question again? Well, hi, Scott. How are you? It's nice to meet you. Hi. Absolutely. I'm so thrilled, to, uh, first of all, to meet you uh, over the airwaves, and, and I'm just so thrilled to hear that uh, that you're a fan of, of everything we're doing. And um, uh, it sounded to me like uh, you are using an insulin pump to deliver your insulin, and uh in the in the settings of my sugar, so there's a side menu, and then one of the menu items is settings. Uh, you can choose your insulin delivery, and the options there are uh, inject, injections, pump, or no insulin. And if you choose pump, then uh, you'll actually be able to enter your basal insulin rates rather than look at that uh, long-acting insulin. And to take it even a step further, uh, you'll even see a, a graph of the, the basal rates. Uh, you, you have the option of displaying that on your, your home screen. Now, the basal rates are uh, a pro feature, so that it is something that's not available in the free uh, basic version, but uh, I'd be, it'd be a privilege to, to connect you with uh, you know, a trial version to, to let you test run some of those pro features. So let's connect up uh, after the show and, and make that happen for you. 
Thank you so much, Scott. And actually, that's very helpful what you just said because that's exactly what I need. I need to be able to program my basal rate in. But I, I have to say um, that I, I would encourage everybody out there to, to make use of this app. I discovered it. Um, actually, I don't even remember how I discovered it, but I heard about it about six months ago or a little bit more. And I, I downloaded it. I did the free app first. And um, I liked it so well that I told several of my friends about it. So there's about oh, six or seven people that I know now who are using my sugar. It's a wonderful thing. It, it helps you to keep track of your trends. It helps you to know if you're trending up or you're trending down or you need to change something. There's an option to put in your activity. And I'm a bike rider, so that was very helpful to me. And um, it's just a wonderful app. So I, I, I thank you so much for, for uh, developing it. And I, and I do want to put in the good word for everybody else out there to, to make use of it. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful. Hey, aid. but wait a minute, Lorraine. I thought yes. you said this is fun. Is this? A, isn't it like a fun game? Is there more to this? That I'm, am I missing? Very cool that's... because you can actually see what you're doing, you know. And I, 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 I mean, I look forward to not that I don't look forward to eating anyway, but because I do. But I look forward to eating because I can I get to actually enter my real numbers. I get to enter what I'm eating and how many carbs, and I can even take a picture of it and share it with other people. And I'm I'm the salad queen. I make really elaborate salads, so I'm always taking a picture of my salads, and I can forward them to other people, and then I can go back and remember what I put in that salad that I had last week that was so really good. And um, so I just I just love it because it just it's before I sit down and eat that's what I do I I. I take my blood sugar, I give myself a bolus, I take a picture of what I'm eating, I put it all in my sugar, I um, count my carbs, I look at my graph, there's a little thing that's called the diabetes monster and he tells you if you're doing okay or not and he turns green if you're good and red if you're not so good and orange if you're sort of funky. And um, so it's it's just my favorite thing to do. Whenever I go out to dinner with friends, it takes me like 10 minutes before I can start eating because I have to do all these preparations with my sugar first, including taking a picture of my food. So, yes, it is fun, and uh, but it's also it's also a help. You know, it's a help and right. fun at the same time. Now, wow. Lorraine, did you know God, that That you was can... quite a testimonial you got out of Lorraine. I love it. And I want to, um, I want to ask, Lorraine, did you know that you can actually name – your my sugar monster, your diabetes monster. Oh my gosh, she's gonna name no, it I Mr. Diabetic. Don't name it Mr. Diabetic. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. There goes the upgrade. Now, well, wait, I have before a name. I'm go, not even wait. gonna tell you what it is. <laughs> yeah, Scott. Before you go, you know, uh, we've been doing this whole thing on our our Diabetic blog about how I met my meter and people sharing their stories of, of their favorite glucose meters and the love affairs they've had. And sometimes, you know, you flirt with one for a while before you settle on a long-term relationship with one. But I was reading your story that we're going to go up on the blog in a couple of weeks, and uh, one of your favorite game changers is the IBG Star, correct, by Sanofi? Mm-hmm. So tell everyone mm-hmm. just a little bit about that, because I love to tell – tonight we're talking about innovations that really help people. And I, I know – a lot of people love to hear what you have to say, including me, and uh, I'm, I'm interested to know why you enjoy this, um, the IBG Star. Sure. Thank you, Max. So, so the IBG Star is a meter from Santa Fe. It's been around for uh, a couple years, maybe even almost three years, and I love this meter because uh, it's very, very small. So this meter is one um, that was designed to uh, actually connect and, and integrate with the iPhone, um, and it, the cool thing about it, though, in my opinion, is that it doesn't need to be connected to the iPhone in order for it to work. So this meter is smaller than a vial of test strips, and that's the main reason that I love it is because it's so small, and I'm a guy, I don't carry around a purse, and so I, I stick this meter in my pocket along with the vial of test strips that's bigger than the meter and a lancing device, and I've got everything I need uh, to 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 go uh, and, and keep an eye on my blood sugars through the day. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. And, Scott, thank you for everything you do for the diabetes community. You inspire me to do what I do, and I just appreciate you so much. Thank you for just being an incredible game changer in the diabetes community. Thank you, Max. I feel the same about you. You really take it out there and, and and hit the streets, which is something that we all should do a little bit more. So uh, right back at you, brother. All right. Have a good night. Thanks for being a part of the show. Thank you.
Hi, everybody. You're listening to the Mr. Diabetic Show. And tonight we're talking to some of the most creative minds in the diabetes community. What do you do when you're at a Miranda Lambert concert with your best friend who has diabetes and she forgot her IBG star? Do you guys leave the concert? Do you hope nothing happens? What would you do? Well, guess what? My next guest is an incredibly creative person, Ishai Noble, came up with this incredible app called Help Around. Why I love this app, before we introduce you to Ishai, is because this is an app that really does exactly what it says. It, it gives you help. It provides help. You can connect with a whole group of people on the network and find out how you might be able to find some diabetes supplies right there at the Brandon Lambert concert. You might be able to connect with educators. You might just be able to have the comfort and support of someone who's living through the same experience you are at that exact moment. Eshai and Help Around, I just think, is one of the game changers in the community. And I also like it because it really comes, it's coming at us from a perspective that we don't always get things right. We sometimes make mistakes, and I appreciate that so much. So it's a privilege to welcome Eshai to the show. Hi, Eshai. Hi. Hi. Great to be here. Thank you for welcome. You're fabulous. I just have to tell you that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, if I do anything, I do it better. I love to give people standing ovations. This is a killer app because I just love the idea that we're fi- someone's finally looking at things in the diabetes community as like you're not, we're not always right. We're not always on point, and sometimes we just need a little help. And I, I love the idea that this app is coming from that perspective. So. I know this is based on a real-life story. You had a good friend who has a son living with diabetes. Tell us how this whole idea came about. Uh, absolutely. The, 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 uh, the inspiration was definitely uh, an event that happened uh, at the hockey stadium. Uh, and it was uh, Robert Oranger, who uh, uh, many, 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 many know him in the uh, diabetes community, and those who don't should know him. is an unbelievable person with uh, two kids with type 1 diabetes, uh, and the, he did take his son to a hockey game, and uh, when they realized that they forgot their uh, their entire the entire pouch at home, and uh, we all know that that famous pouch uh, that if we just we, 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 without it, then it's uh, really a matter of deciding what do you do at that point. Um, and then Robert, after the fact, at that point they decided to roll the dice and stay at the game. Um, but after the fact, he came to me um, and asked me, Ishai. You are the, the geek between us, and I proudly say that. And is there a way for us to find other people in the audience who might be able to help? And if we do a quick math, there are 20,000 people in the stadium. There are probably a few hundred, a few hundred people, not even a thousand people, who might be able to help. It doesn't matter of finding them. So this is when I, I uh, connected with uh, a close friend of mine. We go back 15 years um, and and he he has actually a lot of type two in his family, and we started thinking about this this uh, uh, challenge. We thought, you know what? There's so much information out there that some companies exploit for bad things. We can actually do a good thing here. We can try to spot another person who just tweeted from the game, and we and, and are talking talking openly about their diabetes. Uh, and this is uh, how Health Run was born. By the way, just before that, Robert. Uh, I was on the team uh, that rolled out IBG Star, uh, so I love following Scott on on this <laughs> call. But but this is really how things uh, started rolling out, um, and uh, we're still on it today. And I gotta say, one of we are extremely humbled to see the incredible camaraderie in the diabetes community, where people just step up and help other people they don't know, just because they have something so so strong in common. We love seeing that. All right, I love it too. So now just kind of talk us through it because I want to first tell everyone it's not meant to replace an emergency room or a doctor's office visit, help around that mobile app. You could get it on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, so I've got the app. How does it work? So you go into the app, and we ask you some very, very basic things. We actually don't, you know, we don't even need that much information. Just want, we just want to know that you are part of the of the community, and we want to know, and we ask access to your location, so we know approximately where you are, so we can find people in the area. And once you you're in, you type in your first name, uh, whether you're male or female, and when you were born, and that's it, you're in. And then you immediately see people in the area who um, 
who are available or made themselves available to you in case you're stuck. You will immediately also see other people who are talking to each other and asking each other for help, and you are able to just pitch in. And we have people from, I mean, we thought initially it's going to be only locals, only people around me, but now, you know, we have people from Australia asking for help and people from, from South Africa responding to them within an hour. We had even a case where, where someone in, in the middle of the night in Europe needed immediate help and people on the, in the U.S. were awake. So all of, all of Europe was sleeping, but the U.S. was awake, so immediately they helped them. Uh, so when you go and you see the people around you, you are able to reach both the people in the area but also the people worldwide. Uh, you are able to private message people. Uh, so, hey, wow, I didn't know there was somebody else with type 1 in my neighborhood. Um, and you see their approximate distance from you. So we never, never show exact locations. But uh, right now I'm in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and I see that, you know, I see somebody who is two miles from me. I don't know exactly where they are, but I'm able to privately message them, say hello, you know, and it, could, and it can be anything from I, I forgot my supplies, what, what type do you have, all the way to, you know, I just got diagnosed and I would love to grab a cup of coffee with someone who has been there. Uh, we are also adding, and you can see that at the bottom right of the app, uh, a nurse on call. We, are, we partnered uh, with uh, a nurse on call center where, you know, we are kind of trying to see if we can add some professional help uh, to our users because we realize that sometimes you need that extra step. Uh, when you realize that you actually need to talk to someone professional, maybe even go to the emergency room. Mm -hmm. I would think this would be incredibly helpful if you were traveling, especially internationally. Like people are always wondering uh, where they could go, where the closest pharmacy is, or they might need a um, doctor. I would just think people would use that. Is that true? Absolutely. We had uh, people traveling uh, in, in Europe, in, in Mexico City, uh, you know, we, we do filter by language, so you will also immediately get to people who speak the same language that you speak. Um, we, are, we, we are seeing people reaching out and say, hey, how do I, get, I, how do I renew my supplies? Um, you know, anyone have, knows which pharmacy in Mexico City holds uh, these type of sensors? Um, so definitely travel uh, was one of, is something that people just, you know, they just take it with them uh, almost like a travel insurance where they can rely on locals uh, who have diabetes. So now just tell me a little bit more about the idea of how people can, how they access it again. They could get it on iTunes? Yeah, so you can download it for free, uh, both on so iTunes. So there's a free and version, and then do they pay more? No, no, no. Right now, it's only and we have only a free version, and uh, you know we are we're not with our no ads. Uh, we have we have uh, investors who are great believers in what we do and are very patient with us, and they're not. We are we are not worried right now about selling anything. We just want to see the community thriving, and we are very privileged to not be worrying about uh, making money right now. Uh, what we do want to see is, is the community growing, the community helping each other. Uh, every time somebody helps another person, we win, the community wins, um, and, uh, and, and that's what we're looking for. And so this really was developed for the diabetes community, going back to what you said earlier, because everyone is so helpful and supportive in our community that this really is an app that kind of parallels what's already happening organically, correct? So it's just really a really wonderful way to reach out to more people. Absolutely. And, and I must say that since that there are a lot of other communities, and not just, uh, just uh, health-related, health uh, a lot of communities who are who have been observing from the sidelines what is happening on Help Around Diabetes, and we've been just inundated with requests from all type of communities saying, wow, did you see the type of help that the diabetes community uh, is able to pull together? We need to be able to do the same thing. Uh, so we are so, so proud to, to kind of carry, to, to help the diabetes community carry the flag of, of solidarity and camaraderie and show to many other communities how it's done, because I think a lot of other communities will follow. I love it. Now, you mentioned earlier you were involved with the IBG Star. So what do you see in your crystal ball? Like, where's, what's coming up for us in the diabetes community? Like, what are some of the innovations you think are going to be around the corner? 
You know, everybody talks about uh, CGM in the cloud, and uh, and I think that's that's something that has to happen and will happen very soon. Um, uh, you know, I see the work of people like uh, Howard Look, and 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 that 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 is just you know his entire focus right now is to enable a lot of applications to get CGM data from the cloud. So so this is going to happen, um, and I think that uh, I think we're all going to benefit. From um, from data liberation, uh, so Silicon Valley is now um, all about collecting data, and a lot of them are devices uh, that are for wellness, not necessarily medical. Uh, but I think the ecosystem is maturing, and we will very soon see the same thing happen in diabetes, where the, the all the device companies will realize that you can't make a device that doesn't get the data out. Um, and this will open the floodgates for amazing, amazing applications that will do wonders to how we manage our data. And I think what Scott and my sugar are doing is, is only is only the beginning of uh, of a beautiful trend that uh, is emerging. Wow. Well, what a pleasure to have you on the show tonight, Ishai. Thank you so much for joining well, us. Well, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. All right. Well, make sure everybody check out Help Around. We'll be posting it on the Divabetic blog. Hey, everybody. It's the Mr. Divabetic Show, and it's about to get Diva in here because, you know, there's a new sassy detective named Eugenia Patterson who's not only solving the mysteries around her neighborhood. She's also taking care of her type 2 diabetes. We're about to meet the creative mind behind this wonderful mystery series. Her name is Tayora Moody. Please welcome Tayora. Hi, Tayora. Hi, Max. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, I couldn't wait to have you on the show. We've had a great time tonight, but I love, I love this character. I love this book. I love your creative approach to diabetes and telling stories through fiction. My good friend Peter Arpacelli wrote this amazing novel, uh, Good Like This, that had a um, man, stockbroker living with diabetes, and the, the novel takes place in New York City. And when I heard about what you were doing with Eugenia Patterson, I just wanted to share it with my audience. So tell everyone a little bit about Eugenia and about the mystery series you've created. Um, sure, yeah, Eugenia Patterson, she is a retired school teacher. She's a grandmother, and she's also the mother to three adult children. And um, like you said, she is struggling with type 2 diabetes. She's um, kind of had um, an eating emotional problem most of her life. Um, and if people want to uh, learn more information, there's a short story prior to the book called Shattered Dreams. You kind of learn about her marriage and some of the issues she had with her younger daughter, but um, she's trying to she's trying to um, get over her southern cooking, learn how to properly cook for herself. Now that she's kind of a, a empty nester, she's also a widow, and um, you kind of she's she's fallen into another profession, as you said. She's an amateur sleuth, and she's based in Charleston, South Carolina. She she is living in South Carolina. She's kind of a little busybody, right? And you mentioned she has an estranged daughter, which I kind of find like she would be great on a court show. I just think like Eugenia Patterson would be on something I'd be watching on TV, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. She is actually just the made head of the neighborhood watch. So her and her next door neighbor, Louise, are definitely busybodies. They know Isn't that a li- yeah? That's a license everything. to gossip, right there. That's a license to <laughs> yes. gossip. I grew up in a neighborhood with a neighborhood watch. My mother was not too happy. She heard more details about me than I think she cares to remember. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a fun book. Um, I kind of definitely focus on the diabetes aspect, and also she's a baby boomer. So some other things that I focus on in the book is, you know, with her being retired, um, um, with the adult children, you know, what happens with that relationship as you get older, and uh, with her being a grandmother, how she's enjoying that process as well. So now, did you base this on an actual person? How do you do your research around diabetes? I do my research. I do diabetes. I don't have diabetes personally, but it does run in the family on both sides. So I had a grandmother who had it, my maternal grandmother, a couple of aunts and some cousins. And I have a coworker who she has type 1 diabetes. 
that's pretty much, I'm very familiar with it. And for some reason, this character, when she came to me, she, she's influenced by most of the mentors in my life. So she's that sassy, older African-American woman who, when she gets older, she kind of says what she wants. She does what she wants is definitely uh, the inspiration behind Regina. But a lot of those older ladies, are also they also suffer with type 2 diabetes. So I decided, you know, I want to bring a little bit more to this character other than just the typical amateur sleuth. I want people to see she's actually struggling with some things. But she's a, she glamours fearless. This woman has... Uh, famous diva medics in her head, like Pat LaBelle and Halle Berry, right? I mean, this woman and Ella Fitzgerald, they're kind of talking to her and helping her every step of the way as she solves her mysteries. Oh, well, definitely. Now, she kind of, as she, you know, raised her family, she probably was a more a frumpier person. She was a school teacher. So now that she's older and, and she's starting her new life, she's definitely starting to look at, these women who she admires. And so I did start her a blog. Um, so she's blogging, actually blogging about these people that she likes. She's also, and it was great for me to hear about some of the, the uh, apps that you talked about earlier because I'm like, oh, these are great blog ideas for Eugenia to write about later. So she, she's trying to enjoy the world now in a different way than she has in the past 20 or 30 years of her life. Well, I wish I was doing my Divabetic Makeover Your Diabetes events in South Carolina because I would love to meet Eugenia. Well, you know what? I am actually looking for someone to be the character, so that is on my uh, list of things. I would love to bring her to life one day, either in the form of a play or either a web-only series. So that's interesting that you mentioned that. Well, if I did it, it would be slightly different than Medea. I'd be a white man playing Eugene. I don't think that could work. But I will put the word out to other people. Okay. <laughs> but if she, if she wants Mr. Diva Bag to show up, I would love it. I just, I, I'm really fascinated with the way you incorporated, you know, fiction, and you're telling the story, and she's solving murders, and, and we're seeing her manage her diabetes. And I, I was so humbled when I saw on the blog and on the website that she kind of called herself a divabetic, that she liked the other divabetics. I mean, I started divabetic because I worked for Luther Vandross, and um, Pat LaBelle was on stage during a tribute show for Luther, and she stopped the show and just talked about her diabetes, and I realized at that moment my boss had never talked about his diabetes openly like that, and, it, and I just wondered what would have changed if he had been more outspoken. And so when I was looking up at stage and saw Pat LaBelle, I thought, you're not a diva. Uh, you're, you're not a diabetic. You're a diva. And that's when the word diabetic popped into my head, and I wrote, it, I wrote out the word diabetic, and I put a V in between the I and A and made it divabetic. And uh, I had the great privilege of giving the very first divabetic T-shirt to Pat LaBelle. So Pat LaBelle has always known about divabetic. She's spoken about it on D-Life and several other TV shows. And when I saw this whole thing with Eugenia Patterson, I just wanted to meet the other people in the divabetic community and help celebrate this idea that you don't have to get down or depressed. It's a lot about what Lorraine said earlier. You could live with respect, that you could still go on and thrive. I know Eugene is out there looking for the next-door neighbor. He's kind of a hot guy that she kind of wants to reconnect with. I know she's got her issues with her family on top of managing her blood sugars. But like we heard Scott Johnson earlier, you know, he just ran a half marathon. So he's not letting diabetes get him down. He's getting diva too or getting dude. So I, I love this idea that we're showing the world that there are some happy, healthy people out there. And I know Scott Johnson actually wrote an article uh, for our good friend, Dr. Bev Beverly Adler. She came out with My Sweet Life, and Lorraine is in her book for Successful Women Living with Diabetes, and Scott Johnson is actually profiled in her men's book, Successful Men Living with Diabetes. So I just love the way you're going after this, Tayora. I think it's amazing. Oh, thank you, and I really appreciate um, you coming up with the Divabetic motto and theme, and I hope Miss Eugenia continues to live up to that. Uh, she will, if she, especially if she's a busybody, because she should just call me sometimes. I'll give her some advice <laughs> over the phone. I'd love to just dish with her. That would be great. I had a great time with you tonight. Thank you. Tell everyone how they could find out more about Eugenia Patterson, how they could follow the blog, and uh, learn more about you, because you're writing alternative books as well. 
Oh, sure. Well, like I said, Eugenia has her own blog. You can visit her at eugeniapatterson.com. And also, if you want to find out more about the other books that I write, I also write Romantic Suspense. You can go to my uh, blog, which is taoramoody.com. Well, Taora, I should let you know that I also do a Don't Let Divies Kill Romance segment on my Divies Late Night Show, and that's where we spotlight romance writers and women's fiction writers to help us spread awareness for sexual health issues related to diabetes. So I'd love to have you back one day and get between the sheets with me on the podcast, so to speak, and talk about issues around sexual health and diabetes, and maybe we'll help Eugenia Patterson out there because it looks like she's going to be having a date pretty soon, doesn't it? Uh, she is definitely interested in her next door neighbor. They are definitely moving closer. <laughs> so I would love to come back. All right. Well, thanks for being a part of the show. Hey, stay tuned, everybody, because I'm going to talk to Lorraine Brooks, my co-host, one more time about tonight's show. Hi, Lorraine. Hi, Max. What a show tonight. What do you think? I thought it was absolutely fantastic, ab-fab, as we say. I loved everybody. I loved what everyone had to say. The, the apps were absolutely um, fascinating, and, and, I, and I, 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 I just I don't, know, I don't know what to say. You know I love my sugar. I love the app uh, that puts people in touch around the world. I have been traveling with a companion who forgot her insulin, and uh, we were in uh, Massachusetts, and everything was closed. It was a holiday weekend, and um, it was it was a problem for her to get what she needed. And so that's a wonderful thing. Um, I love the, uh, the the murder mystery sleuth and what Tyora had to say, and uh, it was just a fantastic show. Congratulations again. No, thank you. You know, I want to take a minute and just talk about these mobile apps with people who are mature, you know, older ages. You're someone you talked openly about your age you're you just admitted earlier that you're using the insulin pump you're also using my sugar i know a lot of people that we talk to at our out, um, outreach events as well as on the podcast sometimes they don't feel very tech savvy in fact they seem somewhat overwhelmed so what's your advice to other baby boomers and women of a certain age about using devices in their daily self-care well i find it very helpful um i i would encourage people not to be scared of of the technology, um, we live in an era where technology, although it can be frightening and, and can be off-putting, is, is our friend and can also uh, help us out a great deal. I know that a lot of women my age um, have tech phobia, but um, if you can get past the tech phobia, there's a lot of things out there that can really be helpful and also fun in the process, as we were talking about um, uh, you know, the fact that my sugar is actually a fun application and there are other things that are available to us that, that, are, that are just fun once you, and, and very easy to use, I have to say, user-friendly. So don't be intimidated, um, just kind of take the plunge and you won't be sorry. Well, and we'll be there every step of the way. So if people got questions, if you're listening to any of these apps tonight or, or Tayora's books or Jerry the Bear, which I love, uh, you know, let us know at Divabetic. Divabetic, uh, our blog is on WordPress. You could join our Divabetic Facebook group or fan page or email me at mrdivabetic at gmail.com. You know, our idea with taking on diabetes history this year at the ADA Expo is just to kind of expose you to where we were in order to see where we are today and make you more comfortable with what's available to help you manage your diabetes and stay happy and healthy. You know, Lorraine, it's always a privilege. Next month we're going to go murder mystery, so I'm very excited about that. I can't wait. I want to end with a thought here for you just for a second. That's all we'll play. We just want to give them the sneak peek, Lorraine. <laughs> That's coming up September 9th is our next podcast. It's Divey's Late Night Mystery Theater. We've got a best-selling author, uh, Tanya Caffey's on the show with us, as well as a lot of special guests. It's going to be a really fun night from 6 to 7 p.m. Hey, I want to thank all my guests for tuning in, and I want to let you know, my listeners, every Diva and Dude has an entourage, and I'm so glad to be part of yours. Thanks for tuning in. Let's stay happy and healthy together. We're going to end a show for all those tech-savvy divas out there with a Miranda Lambert. It's been your 20 feeling that
that you're walking on the ceiling and you party like you're eight feet tall. You say working for the birds, chasing dreams in mini skirts. From here, everything seems small. Then thirties come around and you finally feel the ground. Look around and maybe start planning. That you can't even itch You can nip it, tuck it, squeeze it But you're never gonna beat it Cause grab 